at SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. We are in conversation this afternoon to Professor Chilizi Marwala, who is a Vice-Chancellor and Principal of the University of Johannesburg. He penned a really interesting piece called Will the Fourth Industrial Revolution Deliver Us Unto the Gods or Frankenstein? Thank you so much for being with us, Professor Marwala. No, thank, thank you very much uh, and good afternoon to you and your listeners. <laughs> good afternoon. So is artificial, artificial intelligence going to be a threat to humankind? Uh, no, absolutely. I think uh, if we do not uh, use the technology well, uh, it, it certainly poses uh, a threat to human humankind. And it's not just isolated to artificial intelligence. If you actually think about it, uh, nuclear technology itself, you know, it is very useful uh, to generate electricity and to some, uh, to, to some extent in, in medicine but it can be used to build an atom bomb that can actually destroy people. So technology must always be used responsibly. And if we do not use artificial intelligence responsibly, we are actually going to harm people. Mm. But you do distinguish in your piece, Prof, that there is a distinction between what you're calling narrow intelligence and general intelligence. I feel that. I am still here, Professor Marola. Uh, my question to you was, there is a distinction you make between what you're terming narrow intelligence and general intelligence with regards to uh, machine learning. Uh, I, I, I missed that one. I'm, I'm asking you to distinguish the difference between, in your piece, you term as narrow intelligence and the distinction between that and general intelligence by machines. Yeah, basically, artificial intelligence, as it has been developed uh, today, uh, is narrow artificial intelligence. In the sense that we are creating artificial intelligence that can play chess better than a human being. Uh, We are creating uh, artificial intelligence that is able to diagnose diseases better than a human being. It is narrow because it can be able to do only one function. Mm -hmm. It will become general. If we can be able to create an artificial intelligence that will be able to make coffee for you to uh, and then play chess, almost like a human being. If you, uh, a human being can be able to do multiplicity of, of things. The same person who is a doctor can also be a good golf player uh, and can also be a, a runner, can be able to go and make coffee for you and so on and so forth. So that is the difference between the two. Mm. And and then the, bearing this in mind, though, Prof, we also know that a lot of this artificial intelligence has also influenced things like how we how us how we ourselves react to certain things, how we react to emotional um, our emotional intelligence we react to certain things and decision making that we as people make. For instance, the elections is this a concern? No, well, absolutely. I mean, it's already it's no general knowledge that. Uh uh, when uh, 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 Donald Trump was elected the first time in 20, uh, 2016, uh, that uh, Cambridge Analytica used artificial intelligence and data harvested from data uh, from, from Facebook in order to, uh, to influence elections. It can be able to, uh, to tell you uh, individuals who they are going to vote for, and you can be able to use uh, mechanisms such as uh, nudging in order to uh, 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 to make them vote in a certain way. Nudging might actually mean 
the information that is on your Facebook feed. It's information about a political party that uh, 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 the, the algorithm wants you to consider voting for. So uh, very, very important uh, that we, we regulate that. In the current um, economic climate that we are facing, where people are losing jobs for, for other reasons, to what extent should we be concerned about machines and, and the loss of jobs? Is it going to be that simple that the, we will be able to find other types of jobs in the new type of economy that we're going to be seeing coming through? Or is that not necessarily going to be the case? Well, I mean, uh, the, uh, the evidence that is in front of us is that they are going to be new jobs that are going to be created. For example, uh, there is a new industry called the annotation industry. This is an industry where you, you, you literally take data and you, you manually label it so that it can be used to train artificial intelligence. Mm. These are new jobs that are emerging. Unfortunately, South Africa is not in the game in Africa, the country, the, the country that is actually doing well in the annotation jobs uh, is actually Kenya. So, 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 so new jobs are going to emerge. What we ought to do as South Africans is to make sure that we are prepared to absorb these new industries that are emerging, that our people are retrained so that they do not just become spectators of what is happening, but they become active citizens. But apart from the the jobs themselves, is it also not a concern that, as you said, you know, for instance, South Africa is not in the game. We are not informing the machines that are creating the jobs or informing the machines to do analysis. In other words, the input of that information is likely to come from maybe one part of the world, isn't that a problem? Because when you have that... That is absolutely a problem. And that is why the Presidential Commission on the Fourth Industrial Revolution was established. And the the eight recommendations that we have made address exactly that. It will will be a problem if we do not do anything about it. We are going to be thrown into the dustbin of economic history. And that is not going to be a pleasant sight. Uh, We... We ought to we ought to invest in this technology. We ought to invest in production, new ways of production, so that what happened to the textile industry, specifically because we did not uh, invest in new ways of textile uh, production, is going to happen to many, many other industries. We are already seeing the discrimination of that input, aren't we? Where, for instance, technology is not able to identify African eyes, for argument's sake, um, as opposed to recognizing the the European eye. Um, it's already happening, is it not? No, absolutely, it's happening. This is the, this is the danger of not being in a room when algorithms are being developed. You know, this is the danger of uh, of of, of of being on the economic uh, uh, disadvantage of the spectrum. Uh, Very, very important that uh, we are there in the room when these algorithms are developed. Very, very important that our database is represented because if it is not represented in, in the database that is being used to train these algorithms, they are definitely going to discriminate against us. Professor Marola, what's holding us back? Why are we not in the room? Is it education? Is it resources? What is it? Is it the will? 
So it's a combination of, uh, of, of, of things. I think uh, it's only now that we are starting to see degrees that are being uh, 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 created around artificial intelligence. I did a PhD in artificial intelligence at the University of Cambridge in 1997 to 2000. So these are old uh, uh, technologies. Did we invest enough into these technologies in our educational system? Absolutely not. You know, uh, uh, I was only I was looking at uh, the, the the number of students that I have supervised who are still in the country. I have supervised. 78 masters and doctoral students to completion and i can tell you less than half of them are no longer in the country those are the problems that we face as south africans we have to make sense of that as we are generating new skills we need to make sure that these skills do not leave our shores we need to uh, to to train much more people than we have trained so it's a combination of all those things uh, so what about industry's role in this, in retaining these skills? Is is local industry not in need of these skills? Absolutely. You know, uh, it is. it has to be a public, private, universities, uh, educational system uh, collaboration. It's not just the function of, uh, of, of, of universities. Industries must also come to the party. You know, they have to, uh, to invest in the... Retraining their existing workforce. Um, I was I was speaking in the in a bank where I was advising that uh, it is important for all of us to start uh, getting our employees, and they don't necessarily have to be people in the technological side. Everybody has to be literate about the fourth industrial revolution. Thank you so much for your contribution. That's Professor Marwala there from the University of UJ. What we're going to do is that we're going to actually make sure that this particular piece is offered to you. You will be able to access it and so that you can read it for yourself. Really, really compelling. Um, What he's putting forward is, will the fourth industrial revolution deliver us unto the gods or Frankenstein? And I think, as he said, all of us need to concern ourselves with why is it that we are so behind and how are we going to be a great a player like everybody else in the world where we are up there with the very best. Professor Chilizimarwala, Vice-Chancellor and Principal of the University of Johannesburg.